0: <laughs> that, sounds, that, sounds that, funny. Sounds, that sounds funny. That sounds funny. That sounds funny. That sounds, that sounds funny. That sounds funny. That uh, sounds funny. Then that is <laughs> what we're going to go with the name for the show. And I have some uh, news regarding that. Uh, because we're still kind of getting the ball rolling, still trying to. This will be our our second pilot episode, which may soon become actual real episodes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe so episode can, two. <laughs> yeah, it could be, this could be episode two or or whatever. <laughs> uh, we're just doing this as a project to work things out as a as a production and things and um, iron out some of those details. Uh, we don't have a webpage as of this recording, but that's what I was going to mention is you know that funny.com is available. Oh, yeah. For the low, low price of $750,000. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think please we're going to go with that. And yeah, please donate. So you... <laughs> maybe we'll get that in the future. Uh, if enough people donate and they will own funny dot com but for now it's it's out there if somebody wants to buy it uh costs a lot of money I also looked for uh, soundsfunny.com dot com but that was also taken somebody is sitting on it and uh it's kind of parked out there for sale I don't know what they want to release it, but I'm sure it's more than i want to pay for it
1: but what should should we say like you know this is the week of october twenty seventh 2020 (laughs) we can
0: Um, we can't do that
1: sometimes it's like that
0: just for reference because what we'd like to do here is talk about um let's kind of get the ball rolling some funny news headlines and kind of have some fun making fun of those kinds of stories and so it it could be timely to say the date but you know i'd like the show to be more towards uh you know, things that's funny anytime not just like during the presidential election season <laughs> yeah. which of course is like other funny stuff happening there because everybody hates the other party everybody's calling each other criminals and losers and hypocrites and a fingers point back that's all i have to say about that uh, but yeah there we go that's the date uh uh, this week in October, towards the end, get, like, this is, is the election year, 2020. And, of course, uh, at this point, uh, Joe Biden and Donald Trump are duking it out. It's yet to be determined who's going to win. We'll know more in the future. So, if somebody from the future wants to uh, drop us a line here, or I can, we'll know.
1: Vote for Mickey Mouse.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, vote for me for president.
1: Nah.
0: Uh, but yeah, we we like to get started with uh, some funny articles uh, For now, let's look at some funny news What do you got for uh, some headlines for us?
1: Ed, uh? this is all unscripted <laughs> oh, yeah. All we have is the headlines and we've got shooting from the hip That's how we roll In Edmonton, Oklahoma a Walmart store was evacuated when a skunk wandered into the store. Nah. <coughs> yeah. they, they closed the store down until um, the wildlife um, um, rescue worker could come and wrangle the skunk. By the time they got there, the skunk had made it all the way to the men's shoe department. <laughs> Well, you know, sometimes my
0: feet smell pretty skunky, so maybe he was going there. My other thought was the store was evacuated. I could just imagine the store just like, you know, spewing out people. <laughs> and, uh, and I will also wonder if that was Pepe Le Pew looking for those uh, female black cats. Maybe he needs to go find a pet department. <laughs>
1: Is smelling them stinky shoes. Well, they, they wanted to put some stink in the shoes, I guess.
0: They yeah. weren't quite
1: stinky yet. <laughs> that, see, that's the
0: selling point. Pre stinky shoes. You don't have to even wear them to, uh, you know, fill the house with fragrance. <laughs> or maybe the skunk was trying to get some new shoes. I don't know. Yeah, could be. You know, all the chasing those female cats around. Maybe he wore out his shoes. Well, I have a story here about, it's, it's called Can't Crush This, Beetle Armor uh, Gives Hope for Tougher planes. and what this has to do with, so I can maybe try to read it just a little bit here, uh, this beetle is super tough, says a university engineer. They ran over it with cars as part of a new study. So how does this seemingly indestructible insect's armor work? It is layered and pieced together like a jigsaw. And its design could help uh, design more durable structures and cars. So, you, so whenever they say you're gonna drive around in a Volkswagen
1: Beetle, they mean it. <laughs> the <beetle. laughs> it it's stronger than a turtle shell because them turtles they get squished.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it says uh, it's like thirty-nine thousand times its body weight. You, you can put that much pressure on it. That's like you say, uh, if you were a two-hundred-pound man, that would be like you know sixty-eight thousand pounds sitting on you and it, it wouldn't crush you. So that's that's kind of the reference there.
1: And I have another funny one. Uh, during the coronavirus, um, a family in Pennsylvania came up with an ingenious way to uh, disperse Candy to the trick or treaters. They have built a candy poult, like a, a catapult, a to launch the candy safely. Open <laughs> your mouth, kids. Safely at the children. Stand in <laughs> front of this
0: target, open, all
1: right? Yeah. <laughs> just open, roll your car window down, Will. Just oh, zoom it right on there. Now, that's a different
0: idea for drive by shooting. I don't know. You some
1: candy there as you drive by. I don't know the range on it, though. <laughs> so, but that's—I um, don't know how big it is. It didn't quite save it. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I'm—I'm uh, I'm sure it's, it's for catapulting candy. Is not particularly large, uh, right? Usually fit onto a tabletop or something like that. I, I would imagine. I don't know, but yeah, that just sounds so funny.
1: A lot of people come with all kinds of other ways to give out the candies to so the little kitties. Just. This Halloween season, but
0: yeah, well, I've heard bag. of basically like having like a little slide or, or you know, a tube, and you just let your candy slide down, it can catch it at the other end or something. I've heard of that
1: people talking about, Put in a new, a pneumatic tube system, like at the bank. <laughs> oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Has a little, little plastic tube at the other
0: end, open up, candy falls out. Yeah, that's a pretty good idea. <laughs>
1: What All I would take kind of
0: is, is a fan and some tubes and literally, or, or you like a blowgun. Blow it to them. <laughs> <laughs> that's essential what those pneumatic tubes are. It's a big old
1: fancy blowgun.
0: Yep.
1: Wow. Interesting. What do you got? Do you have another funny story? Yes, I got one.
0: Uh, it is... A man with a metal detector finds a 220-year-old coin at church, or at a church. Now, just reading the headline, I'm thinking, well, that's awful late on the tithe, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It stuck under the pew. Stuck under the pew. (laughs) uh, But this is uh, in Emden, Maine. A man with a metal detector has found this 220-year-old penny in the soil outside the church in Maine. Uh, He did have permission from the church to explore. uh, Property. The copper penny dated to 1798, the first decade of minted money in North America. So it's pretty old. It says it's uh, found on the grounds it's not in good condition, but he figures it might be worth $200. Uh, but he probably won't sell it. Uh, while he was there, he also found an 1818 18 penny, a full wagon wheel, and a lead ball that, that he figures is the caliber that the British soldiers would have used at that time.
1: Uh. Well, I know I used to collect coins and a, a, a penny like that that was found in the 1700s, they were bigger than a quarter. They were about in between a half a dollar in diameter and a quarter. They were really big for pennies, but you could buy a lot more with them then.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, back in the really olden days, like I don't know if it's 1700s would be, but certainly back in the 1600s, a penny, that was a day's wage. I mean, for a common laborer, you work for a penny a day. Yeah, I know in the cowboy days of 1800s, it was, you know, a dollar a day. You know, that's what they had it saying, a day late and a dollar short. You know, it comes from that, you know, being paid a dollar a day. But, yeah, that's uh, some pretty interesting stuff. I know people who do treasure hunting, they're always into that, looking for buried treasure and finding uh stuff like that. I wish I could go do that. I have a metal detector somewhere. And uh, of course, oh, we didn't mention up front, but both of us are blind. We'll get to some blindness topics before we're done. But, you know, even metal detecting is something a blind person can do because you can't see under the dirt anyway, right? So you just take your detector out there and you can sweep it back and forth and looking under the ground through the, you know, electromagnetic waves, and when you find your spot, you just you know leave your detector sitting there and you take your little trowel or whatever and poke
1: around. Yeah. I have another headline. It's sure not too funny, but uh, there was a man in Michigan I didn't catch the town, but a man in Michigan um doubled his lottery winnings um he played the same number he he accidentally played the same number twice and won twice as much he had bought his tickets online and didn't realize it and and you know and oh you get him I, I have no idea he was you know put to, put it in there twice in the shopping cart <laughs> and he played the same number and he won a million dollars for each number so turned out good for him (laughs) yeah a million dollars one one payout for each number that's
0: that's pretty wild it's like i read or started reading that article but i thought he just accidentally like was you know at a convenience store and
1: bought the extra ticket but yeah Uh, this one here it said he yeah he purchased it online yeah i I didn't read the article
0: but i think i actually seen that one yeah yeah, so every time you play the Powerball, double up your numbers. <laughs> well, I don't think that works the same I, way. I, I think you take the the total amount and split it out. So I think that one works.
1: I, I contribute my my weekly uh, contributions to the 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 country or the state.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you pay your chances. your voluntary I'll voluntary taxes that, to the government for that. I, I used to buy lottery tickets sometimes and not very often. Can't win do. if you don't
1: buy one. It all it takes is one, so. yeah, I one. Buy one. One for the Mega Man, one for the Powerball.
0: I usually don't think about it. And when I do, it's like, eh, we'll give it a shot. And of course, we never win. So it's like, eh, voluntary tax. That's Allegedly, it goes to the school system for education. But we do live in Illinois. And you know how those governors are. <laughs> You, you do your time as a governor, and then you do your time in the state penitentiary. At least that's the way it's been for the last three governors, I think. In fact, every governor since Jim Thompson back in the uh, 80s, I want to say. That's the way it goes in Illinois. Uh, my, do you have another story? Huh?
1: Do you have another story?
0: Yeah, this one's an animal story. We should let off uh, of well, we'll wrap up with one in California, the police recovered two stolen reptiles. From a re, uh, reptile I'm sorry, two stolen lizards from a reptile store. And this one is from Los Angeles. There was two arrests and the return of a pair of reptile lizards reptiles that were stolen from the store last november so they've been stolen for a while uh, the long beach police department has returned the
1: australian lace monitor lizards to the pet store well there you go they had monitors on them they were being monitored well, see they, they must Maybe not have been an must not have
0: been monitoring when they got stolen <laughs> And their
1: then, their ankle their ankle that has got wet, it took that long to dry out <laughs> I guess
0: I guess so uh, the you know these modelers lizards can grow up to six feet long and combined they were valued at seventy five thousand dollars but yeah I think uh the the their monitors must not have been working, but they must have kicked in eventually after almost eleven months <laughs> and they. They were monitored again. I, you know, I guess being Australian monitor lizards, maybe they because they were down under, they they had
1: their screens flipped or something. So. <laughs> I have, if we wanted to go over this, I I ran across in Reader's Digest a a, a list of ten cheesy pickup lines for. People out there who aren't married and oh, trying right. to find a, a well, and if you are married, don't,
0: don't use other. these lines or you're going to get in trouble because it might work. Ten.
1: aside from being sexy, what do you do for a living? Yeah, hmm, nine. Hey, my name's Microsoft. Can I crash at your place tonight? Let's see, uh.
0: I guess if they were a computer geek, they might like that one. <laughs> they might yeah. want to check out the size of your hard drive or something.
1: Hmm. Eight. Hey, do you like raisins? How do you feel about a date?
0: Yeah. Sounds kind of fruity to me.
1: <laughs> fruity. Seven. If I could rearrange the alphabet, I'd put you and I together. Uh So cute. Six. Are you a parking ticket? Because you have fine written all over you. (laughs) (laughs) What's a police siren at? Five. Do you believe in love at first sight? Or should I walk by again? (laughs)
0: Mm. Because
1: you want me to walk up and down for you. <laughs> Four. Do you know Jean Claude Van Damme? Because you are Jean Claude Van Damme, You're sexy.
0: <laughs> Which is
1: uh, really bad. a little
0: bit of a stretch, but I get it. Uh, uh.
1: Three. Hey. Fill my shirt. You know what it's made of? Boyfriend material. Yeah.
0: It's like sure, sure it is. How, how many dead boyfriends did it take to make it?
1: <laughs> Two. Hey, have you got your license suspended? Because you're driving all these guys crazy. <laughs> yeah. Put- One. Uh, baby, if you were words on the page, you would be fine print.
0: Yeah, you know, always in the fine print, all the side effects of the drugs that make you do, <laughs> make you suffer to get the cure. Now, the,
1: the last one here, the last one here, I think, you know, should be number one, I guess. I, I liked it better than the first one, but uh baby, did you just come out of the oven because you are hot? <laughs>
0: yeah, well, the, the <laughs> bun in the <laughs> oven
1: is done, I guess, huh? Golden brown. <laughs> yeah. So there's 10 cheesy ones. I, I have some redneck pickup lines we could go over later.
0: <laughs> try them at your own risk. <laughs> we could do redneck ones later some other time. <laughs> uh, so there we go. There's our top 10 of the week. Uh, maybe this will be an ongoing segment. Eh, we'll have to see. Uh, but next... Uh, I don't know if we mentioned that. For I think we did, but don't remember. That hey, uh, we are both uh, brothers and we are both blind and we like to. We'd like to make this also about uh, blindness support. You know, having some fun with that. Maybe being a service to some folks or maybe some people are just curious about what it's like to be you know blind and living that lifestyle. And so uh, I like to fall back on my list of seven broad areas that people go through when they might have to go to a rehab center. Uh, Today, I'd like to talk about what's called O&M. It stands for Orientation and Mobility. And the first thing I want to say is this is something, if you're learning how to do it, you really need to have a qualified sighted person teach you their ropes strictly as a safety factor. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff that we could describe. Uh, do you uh, want to say anything about, you know, what it was like for you to learn how to walk with the cane or some well, techniques? just like your what health? you're saying,
1: when you, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I was gonna say, you could mention like, you know, when you get a cane, they, it depends on how tall you are to, to right. the length of the cane. You just can't grab any stick off of the tree, you know. So, you could, so it, you but have the ideally, proper, yeah, the length is length. important, yeah. right? But then, um,
0: they then, have the, the, the th- different
1: techniques, like as
0: a rule of thumb, the, training, links, the link should come to the center of your chest, you're standing, holding it, you know, straight up and down the top of the handle should come right smack in the middle of your chest. Now, some people like a little bit longer, some like a little bit shorter. That's a rule of thumb for the length.
1: Right. And then they also basically, when you have an instructor, they they watch you walk your gait to see if you walk faster, you might need a longer cane or a shorter cane, depending on your stride as well. That determines the proper length, but uh they have like the trailing technique, you know, that you learn or the no, tap the technique. Like shorelining? Those are two I remember. <laughs> well, the the
0: shorelining or right. trailing. Shorelining,
1: trailing. You, the you the just edge. kind
0: of, you're in constant contact, like you're walking on the hallway. You just kind of put your cane tip along, you know, the baseboard and you just kind of glide along. you just going where the wall leads you. Which, hey, in a, in a uh, hallway with no obstacles, works great. Uh, outside in the sidewalk, eh, you can get s- yourself into some problems. And if there's uh, obstacles like a trash can or doorways or across cross-intersecting hallway, there could be some problems if you just shoreline it around. <laughs> I'm going to turn right down the hallway go all the way the end Right. Right. Uh, but shorelining or trailing well,
1: one is trash people have their trash cans run right into it. if you're not paying attention, if you 're not doing your cane side to side technique, then you could run into obstacles yeah, somebody's
0: standing too close like on your on your left side let's say if your cane's touching on the right side, you might miss' them, and you might not know it until you actually bump into them. uh so there's some advantages and disadvantages just straight up shorelining with the cane. Uh what you said the other one was tapping or something.
1: Right. The tapping technique. You can I mean when you're they have the different tips that you can get on canes. Some people prefer the that pencil tip. Then right. they have the roller balls which roll side right. to side. So when you're walking you can just leave your cane constantly on the ground and just slide it right and left, right and left. As opposed to tapping it from left and making an arch and to the right, left. Yeah, and, right. and the
0: roller balls come in handy if you like, gonna be in broken up sidewalks or gravel or, or rough and places. That way, they can kind of glide over that. Uh, whereas a pencil tip could get snagged and <laughs> cause some trouble. Uh, so, in the, if you're gonna be indoors a lot, the 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 ball probably wouldn't be a good idea uh, but it depends i mean it, it, if you're always in different environments uh, you just kind of have to get used to what works out best if you more. Out. when
1: you're when you're doing a little if you're doing a little tap technique going up into a little arch i learned in chicago you really don't want to stick your cane up higher than your knee level
0: <laughs> oh no <laughs> you, you might be poking you, somebody you lift it only high, just just an inch or two just just like, you know, foot, you know, a- ankle high at the most uh, just to tap it from in front of your left foot to in front of your right foot. Uh, Cause yeah, if you do it too high, it's like you know, ra- raise hockey sticks in a hockey match, you know, you don't, not good. You could hurt somebody uh, including yourself. Um, but you only want to clear just enough ground that, that you're just moving it from side, you know, tap on left, lift it, tap on the right. And the reason you, you do the, the tap is if it is rough ground, uh, it helps not get snagged on stuff. Uh, I personally don't like to do that say so I have to. Uh, right, And they say the tapping
1: it technique, forth. it's not like you see some people going walking down the street going tap, tap, tap. Tap 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 tap. There's a pattern to it, mm-hmm. to where just like being in the military, <laughs> when your left foot hits the ground, you want your cane if to you're be going to the tap, right,
0: tap, tap tap tap. It means you're taking little baby steps because yeah, you, yeah. you just said uh, you step left, and you tap on the right, you step right, you tap on the left. So your it's tap like, so should you're be like, in, in sequence with your footsteps.
1: So when you're walking, it's like if you imagine you're you're you're, you're with your left foot, you're going to kick your cane over to the right side, and then it's on the right side. So now when you step forward with your right, you're kicking your cane tip back to the left. That's how I'd picture it or describe it, you
0: know. And that works. Uh, And and if you think about the reason why that technique, whether you tap it uh, or slide it, uh, what you're doing is that cane is long enough that if I'm stepping with my left foot and my cane is to the right, I'm actually feeling my right foot is going to take its next step and if i once my right foot hits to the deck my cane is over on the left and where it's touching is where my left foot is going to hit and so by by you know trying to keep your swing left and right to just just the width of your footstep and you move it with each step just like you move, you move your arms back and forth when you walk It keeps you – it it lets you know where your next step is going to be. And you you can feel is there a crack, is there a curb, is there, you know, grass because the sidewalk ends or – it it lets you know one step before you get there. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And then thanks to the Americans with Disabilities Act and stuff, they have indicators as well for the blank community like – if you came to a downward staircase uh, on a sidewalk, they have the, in the concrete, they have the uh, the domes. It's, yeah,
0: it's called an inverted dome. It's like a plastic kind of material. And so uh, when your cane hits it, it goes, it's, it reminds me, of, like whenever you're driving. Your the car, rumble
1: strips on the highway. Too close yeah. to
0: the shoulder. It goes, you know, too close <laughs> to the side. Yeah. Kind of, dome,
1: domes. Yeah. I think that's the term, uh, conjugatable domes or something. I can't remember. But yeah, uh, you hit those, and it's like, hey, hey, hey. There's um, there's a step up, step down, a ramp. Pay attention. Right. You know, and, that's and those right. are
0: usually put on just before steps. Like if you're on a subway platform, right along the edge, uh, they're usually put. Like you have a wheelchair cut out. They'll be. The-
1: so some of the sighted communities out, think those are there yeah. the sighted community thinks that those those little plastic domey things are there to wipe their feet on when they get on or off the subway yeah
0: I work for that too it's
1: like no that's for the blind
0: <laughs> it, it seems like braille dots we crawl our edge. and we feel them <laughs> not <laughs> So, so yeah this is a couple <laughs> of uh, ideas on what uh, orientation, mobility, when you are walking what the cane is like. Uh, like I said, the, the key thing is be safe. If you if you've never had lessons, or you're not sure. Uh, you want to be with a qualified, certified instructor. But once you've been instructed, then they say, "Oh, you're doing a good job." Hey, walk as much as you feel
1: comfortable. And walk down. You could go. We could go over the parts of the cane. You know, for the people who don't know what the canes actually are. What, what? the cane has represents? parts. The colors represent stuff, you know. Well, good. Well, I mean, like the the handles are any more than newer canes. The handles are black, your hand grip. It's got the hand grip like a golf club. Um, The cane itself is white with reflective tape on it. So it will reflect in headlights. At the very bottom section of the cane is red. And the red indicates... Stop like a stop sign. So when a blind person is standing on a curb, getting ready to cross the street, now being blind, we get we get to have the privilege the of jaywalking, yeah. But we really should. We, we are trained to cross in the intersections, but we can we're allowed legally to cross the street anywhere in, in the block
0: in Illinois. I don't know about other states, but in Illinois, the a blind person has their right of way, whether in the crosswalk or not they can be jaywalking and you see a white cane they get the right of way and so
1: when you go to swing your cane when you feel that that's safe you don't hear the traffic and you go to swing your cane out um the red is supposed to represent for the people to stop because a lot of times you can hear the cars coming but with the electric cars now you still want to make sure
0: yeah because some cars (laughs) even when the gas engines are awfully doggone quiet and with the electric cars, you won't even know it until they just about
1: run over you, right? And they're supposed to be putting something on there for the blind to beep or whistle or something <laughs> you know,
0: to make that, some kind of a, a noise. And right? Maybe may wonder, well, oh, why? How, why does my car have to make so much noise? For well, it's to let a blind person who may be on the side of the road know you're coming. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I, I didn't know that the parts of the cane had any significant meaning. In fact to my knowledge, there's really no regulation that a cane has to be any color whatsoever. You could be out there with a big old uh, dowel rod that's painted black and be walking around, but it is smart if you have a cane that is reflective. It doesn't maybe doesn't have to be white. It it could be all white, maybe it could be all orange. It could be all decorated, Uh, but reflective is good. Uh, But the standard, the the de facto standard is, is not a real rule on it is long white cane with a red or orange tip, yeah. but that's, that's oh. the cane. Like yeah. I said, the length is important. Uh, I know there, are, I know people who walk with like a support cane. You remember Uncle Walter? That's that's yeah. all, all he ever used was like a support
1: cane that was painted white. He he didn't use the long cane. He he would reject yeah, but, don't, but you have a support cane but you have to use a cane and your white cane
0: um, right? well the if you, or, you know, let's say you know uh, I got some arthritis in my knee sometimes the support cane is handy uh, and whenever you do that it it's good to learn how to use both the long cane while you're supporting yourself with the other one it can be <laughs> take some coordination to do that. Um, but that's one technique. Uh, if you don't plan on going very fast, you could walk down the road with just your support cane, as long as you you know you got to really be mentally aware to develop a good mental map. Right. And, you know, the they, they, is, we've it.
1: been to we've been to Heinz uh, Blind Rehabilitation Center in Chicago, where they teach various techniques like this but they also have things that they they can teach you if you needed to uh, if you use a walker and you can use a walker and a right. cane they show you how to use that together Right,
0: to I, I, I was thinking and, about mentioning that because you know, it, it does take some hand hand coordination to work the support cane in one hand and sweep with a long white cane with the other hand and so they call it a rollator a walker and they show you how to use that if, if you if you just can't do the coordination method and, and there is a technique i don't know what it is because i had to use one but you use the long white cane to kind of feel in front of you while you're walking yourself. and then Damn.
1: and then the, i've seen them up in the rehabilitation centers showing people how to you know who have poor balance and they're in a wheelchair how to be in a wheelchair and use a cane yeah, I
0: am sure that'll be very similar thing, to uh, one thing that you that they water. don't
1: won't teach you is to be have your white cane and be in one of them power scooters and go out jousting with each other. Oh <laughs> man, that would be so cool. Joust. <laughs> Here I come. They got them electric scooters, but being blind I wouldn't recommend those cuz I guess you could, but you'd uh, have to go slow. Yeah, <laughs> I I
0: I think it would be much like uh Whenever they teach you how to use a guide dog, they first want you to make sure you have good cane uh, skills to get around because it's going kind to, of, no matter what the dog does, it's up to the person to to take your responsibility if you're going to be lost or get whatever. Although sometimes it really is a dog's fault, <laughs> it's not always my fault. But anyway, you have to have good skills before they hook you up with the dog. And I'm thinking, if you had good cane skills in a wheelchair, you you might could do the cane skills in the power scooter. But you know, if they don't teach you that, that's probably why.
1: Right. Well, I mean, in a wheelchair, the ones I've seen, they don't have a problem walking. They can scoot their feet. You know, they just can't stand. Right. You know, they you know safer to do it like that. Yeah, but then a wheelchair or those rollers, rollators, you know. Because right. even with the rollators, when you get tired, you can turn and sit, you know. But right. with the wheelchair, you can you can still maneuver with your feet well, and your cane. With your the hand. wheelchair,
0: you can do much the same. You could push it you know, as though you're using it like a walker. Right. And you're tired, you could know, walk around the front of it and sit. I, I could see that. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm sure a, a rollator is probably less expensive. And that's probably why people do that. <laughs> yeah. Look at that expense. Excuse me. So, yeah, this is a lot of different ways that somebody might be mobile and be out there. I also want to real fast mention, uh, the reason why it's called orientation and mobility is, you know, mobility is the walking part. You're getting from point A to point B mobility. The orient, uh, orientation. Uh, where am I? Where am I? Yeah, where am where I? Am I?
1: Which Where am
0: I? At? Which direction <laughs> am I facing? Uh, how <laughs> to know that? How can I get my and different right. ways how you can uh, orient yourself without being able to see your environment, uh, and that's really helpful too. Like you walk out to the street corner, it's like, okay, I'm I know, going north. You know heading. You know, this is an intersection north, north to south, east to west, and if I know in front of me is you know First Street and Elm Street, uh, then you then from there you can go and let's say you don't know what the intersection is you just ask somebody hey what what corner is this and then once they tell you they're like oh okay then you know where you're at or or the worst you may have to do is figure out okay i'm at first and elm but which one is first and which one is elm <laughs> yeah. well, and honestly that's theory.
1: sometimes series helpful but not standing yeah. still
0: true, true where am i now one thing i've noticed <laughs> the, the, you know walking around chicago I'm um, working on it. We don't live anywhere near Chicago, by the way, but that's where we've gone to for training. People will come and ask ask the blind guy what the street is because sometimes, you know, being blind, you have the, like I said, this mental map, and you, you already know where you're at. You're not lost, but somebody comes up and come up to you and say, "Hey, what street is this?" I'm like. Oh, I'll point, look at the sign. <laughs> no, it's, it's, you know, Elm Street.
1: or whatever. Well, maybe they're testing to see if, if you know where you are. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe
0: an uh, instructor who uh,
1: <laughs> testing. Do you know where you <laughs> are? You're in the jungle, baby. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle.
0: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, have we talked about o one uh, There, There's plenty more. I mean, we could Tell little we spent hours
1: talking about guide dogs, but we're just all about canes.
0: Yeah, this kind of giving people an idea uh, of what it's like and and different techniques. I mean, it's not just here's your stick, go. There's you can use a long cane, a short cane, a walker if you're you know got problems with balance or important, needs, stick, sort of.
1: important notice the the instructors of at m they do not like for you to re- refer to it as a stick it is no. a they would prefer you call it a cane so yeah i
0: think that really depends on the instructor <laughs> Blind but cane. by and by and large
1: uh, the proper
0: term is the, the long white cane it's not where's specific. my
1: stick where's my stick that's the difference between a weapon and a gun in the military.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Well, I guess there's a point
0: there. So, you know, uh, call your, your cane a stick. Trying to sounds funny. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that well, sounds funny. All
0: right. Well, and with that, we might just call this a show. And, uh, hey, do you have any closing thoughts? I'm trying to think if I have any closing thoughts to wrap this up. Oh, I with. do,
1: because this is almost Halloween. Sure. Um, At and, and, and Thanksgiving, remember to talk about politics that will help save money on Christmas presents.
0: All right. Woo. <laughs> and with that, this is where we will say this is your host signing off. Check us out. We may have a web page soon. I sent you an email about that. We might have to put something set up. And we'll try to, get these, try to get these shows out there and posted. Uh, we're open to the public as soon as we can polish off a couple more details.
1: And send donations and we can buy our webpage. page. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we could buy that web page for
1: $750,000. Donate now.
0: Be part of the whole fun yeah, That Sounds Funny. We can now be found at ThatSoundsFunny.com. Check out the page and contact us there.